TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. And we're back. We're back. We're back with another edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. I am one of your hosts and happy to be here today. And my name is Ann Baldwin, President and CEO of Baldwin Media. And this is Lisa Dematis Lapori, CEO and President of The Connection. So I'm just back from Ireland. Oh, tell me. Oh my gosh. I can't even, I can't even tell you. I, we should do a whole show about my experience in Ireland. So I went with my mom. We went um, as part of the New Britain Chamber and... Then there were other chamber people that came and we got there and there was, you know, it's like an eight hour flight, which I thought was going to freak me out a little bit. But my doctor gives me these fun pills just for flying. I get like 12 a year. I think I'm down to, I think I'm used up 11, but I slept the whole time. It was on Aer Lingus, so comfortable, just, it was unbelievable. They feed you like they did in the old days on airplanes. Ah, nice. And um, then we get there and we have this luxury coach. With all these other people from other chambers, but the bus wasn't packed. There was only probably about 30 of us when the bus fills up with 50. And just went all over Ireland. It was just so fantastic. I can't tell you. My mother, 80 years old, climbing the cliffs of Moore like it's nobody's business. That's what's amazing. It was. That's and the so- weather. You know, they say, I Googled it, and there's rain, rain, rain. We were prepared for anything. And we had beautiful weather the whole entire time. That's fantastic. It was just... I saw, I saw some of your pictures. It looked great. Oh, my gosh. It was... in one of my favorite moments, we're at this... One of the sites, and there's this Irishman with this big white beard. Oh, I saw those pictures. Yeah, yeah. and his green sweater, Irish sweater, and his little cap. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is like the perfect Irishman, right? Right. And so I said, well, we got to take a picture with you. And his name was Peter. So I take a picture with him. Have a, my mom's like, I want a picture with him. Well, Peter who would be in so much trouble here in the United States of America, did the old reach around on my mom. Really? Oh, yeah. And that was the talk of the bus trip the whole time that Peter did the reach around. (laughs) (laughs) Made her day. Made the trip. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. It was fantastic. We stayed in the nicest places. It was, I just can't even tell you. Because my mom turned 80, and I gave her two options for her birthday. What were they? Um, A facelift or a trip to Ireland. (laughs) And she opted for the trip to Ireland. Well, it's safer. <laughs> it's safer, but it doesn't have as long-lasting impact That's as okay. a facelift. That's all, it's all good. It's too risky. So enough about that. Let's talk about our next amazing guest. Lisa, why don't you do the, the introduction here? Okay, so because I love Connecticut Magazine and read it faithfully, I was looking at the um, 2019 Connecticut Magazine 40 Under 40 Awards, and I was looking through all of them, and then there's this one gal that struck me as a go-getter, 
mover and a shaker. And you know how we love, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. We only have movers and shakers on this it. show. Absolutely. And um, her name is May Ryan Maloney, and she joins us today. And um, she is a little bit of background. Welcome, May. We're happy you're here. Thanks so much for having me. Um, May Ryan Maloney is a 2007 graduate of Eastern Connecticut State University, where she received a bachelor's degree in sociology and is a 2013 graduate of Smith College School of Social Work, excellent school, by the way, where she earned her master's. And May is a 2009 graduate of Leadership Greater Hartford's Quest program, and she's a certified and I'm not going to say Enneagram this. Trainer. Enneagram trainer. So you're going to have to tell us what that is. Yeah, what I'm is really... that? Enneagram is fantastic. It's a personality profiler similar oh, to cool. Finder or Myers-Briggs. Ah. But what I like about it and why we use it at Leadership Greater Hartford is because it looks past behavior and it looks to motivation. So oh. two people can identify as the same type but appear very, very differently. Uh, What makes Enneagram unique is that it looks to why people do the things that they do, and when you recognize what motivates someone, you can really help support them. Um, So it's very concrete in terms of giving you tools to maximize your team um, and have people bring the best they can uh, to the work of the group. Well, maybe we should do that, Lisa. I think we should. I know I could use it. Me too. Is it? Okay, we'll have to have have a conversation about that. So you're also um, a graduate of Windsor High School. We were talking about that before the show started, and that's great because that's my hometown. It's the best town. It is a great town, and it is Connecticut's oldest town. I don't care what you... It is. is. So yeah, take that Weathersfield. (laughs) Um, So as Lisa mentioned, you're currently serving, you know, as a program director um, for the leaders on board program. So why is it, you know, because you caught Lisa's eye and that's not easy to do. um, Why is it that you've really, you know, taken on these causes and nonprofits and social work as your, as your background, as your training? Why do you have such a passion for that? You know, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, I remember when I was in high school at Windsor High, my guidance counselor told me that my hobby was helping people. I've always been interested in getting to know people's stories. I love the work that I'm doing in Leaders on Board because I get to tap into people's passions and then connect them to nonprofits in the community that are doing really inspiring work. Um, in my training as a social worker, um, I was a clinician, so I worked directly with people around some pretty significant challenges, and I found that I wasn't really suited (laughs) for that kind of direct work. And so I appreciate sort of being on this end where it's more systems-focused, it's some community organizing work, um, and I really, really enjoy uh, putting together talented, diverse people um, and nonprofits that are doing critical work to make this state, this region, um, in our cities more vibrant. You see why I was interested? Yeah. (laughs) You know, yeah. And the fact that that jumped out from, um, you know, a publication is pretty amazing. And, you know, it's great that you took the time, Lisa, to really read these people's bios because I was a 40 under 40 um, winner for the, yes, for the Hartford Business Journal many years ago. (laughs) But, you know, I got to tell you, it's very competitive. Um, There are a lot of amazing people in the state of Connecticut under the age of 40 and they really do a thorough vetting process. So for you, Mae Maloney, to be 
selected as that is is a is a high honor. You know, I've got mine framed here in my office, and this is how old is it is. It's so old that the newspaper print is like dark yellow. Okay, <laughs> it's not that. All right, she's she's outdating herself. Oh, she's not that. She's not that old. Oh Come my on, gosh. No. Well, mine is framed too, and it really it really is an honor. I was um. I was very surprised and very honored to be nominated and then also to be in a class with such awesome uh, people who are, you know, passionate about the work that they're doing. Right. And you work a lot, May, with people who are transitioning maybe from corporate America to the nonprofit world. Do you see a trend in that happening right now? You know, absolutely. So I think both in the work that we do through Leaders on Board and also a program called Encore, Encore, which is a collaboration between Leadership Greater Hartford and UConn, um, we see people wanting to apply the skills that they learn from the corporate sector yep. and really um, bring that to the work of nonprofits. I think people want to expand their leadership skills. They want to expand their networks, um, but also really want to give back to the communities that have supported them. Um, and so people come to us all the time saying, you know, I have, you know, this experience, this lived experience, this work experience, and I'm ready to put that to good use um, in service of a nonprofit that I care about. Our Leaders on Board program is exciting um, because we get to work with all different kinds of nonprofits throughout the region. So we work with small grassroots organizations. We work with huge um, nonprofits with, you know, very large budgets and a lot of staff. And so people from the corporate world can really think about, you know, where they want to put their time, their talent, their treasure um, in service of a nonprofit that resonates with them. Um, so it's a great way for people to bring, you know, business acumen, um, marketing skills, whatever the case may be, um, to further the mission of a nonprofit that is near and dear to their heart. I think you and I need to connect, May. Yeah, absolutely. What are you um, doing right now? You're connecting. <laughs> <laughs> we need to connect at the connection. You know, and you mentioned there is so much untapped talent out there, and I find this, too, on some of the boards that I sit on. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whether you've got people with communication skills or maybe they've got financial skills, if you put those people around the table to assist these nonprofits, um, it really does help, you know, get them to the next level. I, I go back and I look at one of the nonprofits that I've loved witnessing and watching grow is food share mm-hmm. um you know under the direction of gloria mcadam god bless her soul mm-hmm. um you know i remember when they were just in a little bitty warehouse and they just kept growing and expanding and it's because they surrounded themselves with people that helped them get to the point that they could assist more people mm-hmm. because you also have to look at your growth right, right. Do you, you've got to control it in right. some ways but you also need to think like a business as a nonprofit, or, or you're not going to survive these days absolutely and i you know i think that's one of the things that we try to do in our leaders on board program is we try to help folks understand the difference between nonprofits and businesses um, in a lot of ways, there's similarities, but there's right. certainly key differences that people need to understand. Mm-hmm. And also, we try to help people who are thinking about serving on a board not only think about what they do for work, what their professional skills are, but who they are as a holistic person. Mm-hmm. What are their lived experiences that can be applied? What is their connection to the mission? Exactly. I remember you know, early on in my role with leaders on board, I connected with a woman who said, you know, geez, I don't really think I have anything to contribute as a board member. She was a single mom of four kids, and she owned her own business. Yeah. I was like, I can't think of a better board member. Absolutely. <laughs> right? I mean, talk about somebody who has had to figure out a lot of different things and has a lot of different skills. So we try to help people um, both feel educated and empowered Uh, to serve on a board and to help with growth and to support causes and missions that really resonate with them. That's fantastic. 
because I, I, you know, one of the most important things about having, I know for the connection is having board members who bring passion and talent and assign the fact if they're, let's say they, you know, they're, they're in some type of a business, mm -hmm. but who are they as a person? How do they connect to our mission? Like you said, and what connections do they have outside too in the community that they can bring to have people get excited about the work that we do and the families that we help? And that's really, I really believe that you know, um, it's key, especially, for example, a lot of the staff that we see that come and work at our agency always have some type of personal connection to or why, lived experience, or lived experience, why they why they want to help us, why they want to do the things that we do, because it resonates something special to them. And that brings meaning, I think, whether it's work, or if you're on a board, you're doing it because it, it does trigger something within your soul that makes you passionate and want to help move an organization together. So Right, and I can tell you too, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Mae Maloney, and um, she's a program director for Leadership Greater Hartford. And there's also something in it for for the person, for the person that sits oh, on the board or for the person that gets involved in a nonprofit from corporate America. I know, you know, I own my own business, but I've learned so much from nonprofits and I've learned so much for my business, because corporate America, let's face it, doesn't always do things right. And there, it's got its own hurdles, right, that you have to get over. So there's really, it's a win-win. There's something in it for everybody. Exactly. Absolutely. And I always encourage people when serving on a board to not do the same thing that they do during the work day. So if you're in marketing during the work day, obviously you're going to, you know, lend that perspective um, to the board, but maybe try something else. Um, you know, maybe be involved in some event planning or something like that. Um, it's a great way to expand your skill. It's a great way to try something new. Um, and it's a great way to connect with people who you wouldn't normally have a chance to connect with. That's We're key. also siloed. And so this mm -hmm. is one opportunity to bring together people from academia, from small business, from the corporate world, from the nonprofit world um, together to the same table to have conversations about moving the, um, the needle forward by um, strengthening nonprofits' mm -hmm. missions, growing the programming, um, really supporting communities that are in need of, of good nonprofits. And I think sometimes I feel like I've owned this business now for 22 years that I get stagnant. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's day in, day out. I love what I do. Don't get me wrong there. But when I, for example, I sit on the board of CMHA, uh, Community Mental Health Associates. When I go there, it's a whole nother environment. It's a whole nother sense of energy. It's a whole, I leave those meetings like, you know, I can't wait to go do what I've just agreed to do, you know, A, B, and C. So it's it's just, it's another purpose because I believe that sometimes as we get older, it's just easier to leave your job and go home. Mm -hmm. But for me, the kids are gone, you know, so why not take that extension of my time and energy and expertise and lend that to somebody else? Absolutely. And we really view this as a leadership opportunity. So many of us volunteer in a myriad of ways, right, uh, passing out water at the 5K, swinging a hammer, you know, with Habitat for Humanity. Those are wonderful, important, and necessary ways that we can all volunteer. Serving on a board is different. It's about leadership. It's about strategic thinking. It's about goal setting. Um, so this is a chance to really enhance your leadership skills through community service. Um, and what a wonderful way to develop both personally and professionally and also better the communities in which we live, work, and play. Right. But here's the other thing. If you're going to do it, do it. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're going to commit to it, commit it's to it. Because it's a huge Because it is. It's a huge commitment. You know, it's a huge commitment. It's yeah. huge because um, there are expectations for pretty much every board. 
sometimes they want your expertise. Oftentimes they want your financial support too. So know what you're getting into before you agree to sit on a board or be part of an organization because it's like anything else. If you can't commit to it and you can't be effective, then really it doesn't do you any good to do it. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. During our leaders on board orientation where we review the best practices for being a board member, we really try to inform folks on best questions and things to consider when uh, serving on a board. So if you're part of a really small organization with no paid staff, you can anticipate that you're going to be expected to do some additional work. If you're part of a really huge organization, uh, you'll be more at a governance level um, and strictly focused on you know the fiduciary responsibilities and things like that. Um, so know what it is that you're getting into so you do feel energized and jazzed up at board meetings. This doesn't become, you know, drudgery <laughs> for you. Uh, hopefully this is something that is both meaningful and exciting. Mm-hmm. So do you ever get asked, you know, why, May, are you doing what you're doing? Why are you spending so much time helping other people instead of, you know, instead of being a big wig in corporate America, <laughs> which, you know, you've already, you've already accomplished so much. Do you ever get that? <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, you know, my heart is in nonprofits. Um, I just, I love uh, the culture of nonprofits, Leadership Greater Hartford, where I've worked for about 10 years. Um, the best group of people, you know, we're connected to lots and lots of organizations, lots and lots of people um, doing really interesting work, and I can't imagine uh, going anywhere else. Um, it's exciting. Every day is different, um, and I really look forward to coming to work every day. That's fantastic. Aren't you one of the, isn't great, is it Greatership? Um, Leadership Greater Leadership Hartford. Greater Hartford, where you pick so many people, executives a year to go out and like, Climb trees and swing, for, <laughs> swing from ropes and uh, live we live in the. I think it's called that. naked and afraid. Hartford's <laughs> naked and afraid. Well, we don't exactly have that, but we do have lots of different programs where we bring together uh, diverse people uh, to do some leadership training. All of our programs are rooted in community service, so we work with high school students, college students, um, emerging leaders, and mm-hmm. seasoned leaders. Also, folks who are retired um, who want to develop their leadership skills and also give back meaningfully to the community. And the whole idea is that you're working with people who you wouldn't normally have an opportunity to during your day. So we're, we pay close attention to people from different backgrounds, different uh, work experiences, um, different communities. Um, and that way you get multiple perspectives and so, really learn how to work mm-hmm. with people who are different from you. So what's the best way for our listeners out there to contact you if they, if they want to get more information on the amazing work that's happening? Absolutely. So our website is at leadershipgh.org, and they can also reach me at may, M-A-E, dot Maloney, M-A-L-O-N-E-Y, at leadershipgh.org. All right, and we can't let you go without mentioning that you, um, we mentioned you live in Windsor, but you have a little little boy, Finn. I love that name. Isn't that a great name? Oh, my God. Just coming back from Ireland, is that Irish? <laughs> it must be Miss Maloney. You must have... It is. I know. Good Irish boy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Does he have red hair? Not to stereotype. He oh. We're hoping. <laughs> okay. That's all right. And, and she's also got a, a dog and a cat. Lisa and I are and dog Tyler. owners. We're dog owners. Yeah. yeah. We're crazy. We're yeah. crazy Shih Tzu dog owners. We both have Shih Tzus and uh, yeah, we're just like obsessed with them. Oh, so. yeah. But you know, it was so nice talking to you, May. And, um, you know, thank you for all the, the good that you do and the giving back that you do. And for really, um, you know, energizing people and getting folks out there to show that 
it works both ways that you can be energized because you do have expertise. Sometimes you just need to, you don't realize what you have until you talk it through with somebody like May who says, Oh, you'd be perfect at this. or You'd be perfect at that. Everybody's got different strengths yep, and absolutely. it's, and it's what, what you can do with those. It really right. does matter. You're really igniting people's, um, their souls and their energy to give back and to identify, um, the value that they have to help other people. And I don't think there's anything better than that. I think that's phenomenal. So uh, continued success. Yeah, let's have you give out your you. give out your email one, one more, more time. time. Sure. So it's May, M-A-E, dot Maloney, M-A-L-O-N-E-Y, at leadership, G-H, dot O-R-G. Well, thank you so much. You were, you were, you. You were a great guest, and keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, May. So much of what May talked about really, you know, resonates. But one of the things I believe that kind of holds folks back is time, I know. time and energy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just sometimes I get out of work and I don't even want to do anything. Last night I was supposed to go to Zumba and I'm like, no, I just laid on the couch. And but that's where if you can time it right, right, where you don't have that lull and you just keep going and then you go home and collapse. Exactly. You know, it's one of those things. But there's just so many talented people out there. And I believe, you know, and May mentioned this. You know, elderly folks. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. People who are out of the workforce, but, you know, it's like anything else. They know so much. Yeah. I can remember when my mother first retired and she was in her early 60s. What did she do? She was a CEO, not not a surprise, right? CEO of uh, nursing homes. Yeah. In Connecticut. And then a consultant. And she's an RN by trade. And after my dad passed away, she became, got her master's in hospital administration. And, you know, she was a little bulldog. The apple does not fall far from the tree. This is true. (laughs) But just think about the wealth of knowledge. I know. She said the worst thing that she ever did was retire. Right. I mean, it was great because she traveled with my stepdad, et cetera. But still. Mm Mm-hmm. She said, I, I, you know, she had all these skills and, you know, she, but the fun, that's why she made such, makes such a terrible patient. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Yeah. But she, she was the reg, she was the Connecticut Department of Public Health Regulations queen. So it was all good. But yeah, I think that there's a lot of folks out there that want to give back and, you know, they're empty nest or they want to do because I'm thinking what am I going to I know it sounds crazy what am I going to do when my son goes off to college I'm either going to have to to join a board right mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking of that or rescue shih tzu dogs except there's only one problem what I'm not giving them away I'm keeping all of them oh my gosh you're going to open of, up a shih tzu farm I think a little little black nose is that's my I think that's easier yeah, well, you'll figure it out. You've got figure a you've out. got a lot. Something. You've got time too. You're already freaking out. How many more years have you got? A year. Okay, well, maybe it's not that, it's long. Not that long. It isn't. Trust me, both of my kids have been gone for a while, and it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice, I've, but it, seeing, it's an adjustment. I'm seeing puppies in my future. You're seeing puppies I'm in your future. Puppies, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, when you mentioned your mother, that's why that's why she makes a bad patient because she ran nursing homes, <laughs> and it's like me when I go to a restaurant because waitressing was my thing all during you know. High school and college, I was just the waitress. Made a ton of money and loved it. But I am the worst person to wait on at a restaurant. Really? Oh, my gosh. Horrible. And if I hear, you know, are you all set? Are you all set? Are you all set? And then you ask for, um, thank you. No problem. No problem. Why do they say all set, no problem all the time? (laughs) I am so sick of those two phrases from these millennials. I can't even stand it. (laughs) 
Thank you. You're welcome. No problem. Oh, I'm glad it wasn't a problem for you because I said thank you and the right thing to do would say you're, you're welcome. welcome. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I, I am sure I've gotten some foreign objects in my food in the past, but... Let's not think about that's that. That's okay. That's but, all right. But there's, so, and I see so many stories, you know, in the news and everything else about people get, whether, even if it's volunteering, you know, taking what you've got and, and making the most of it and helping those folks out there that, that really, really need it. It's a, it's a great feeling. It's, it's wonderful to give back and feel that, you know, your purpose is continuing and that you're affecting other people. And I think our society's heading more in that direction. I do. I do you do. feel that? I, I absolutely do. You know, do. with this whole pay it forward thing, with people buying each other coffee. I don't know. While there's all this craziness going on out there, which we won't get into, Joe Biden, um, <laughs> there's still good people out there doing good things. It's just you got to turn it around. It's, and that's what I saw, too. I talked at the top of the show about my trip to Ireland. What a simpler life. Very, that they live. Yeah, it's true. It's not the hustle and the bustle and the fashion and the everybody's spread out. And it, from what I saw, you know, people just live in desolate areas with, you know, miles and miles of green rolling hills around them. And it was really, it was really appealing. But I don't know if I could adjust to that. <laughs> I really don't. You don't so know if you could live there. So what you could have is people don't have like big white fences there. They have rock fences. So everybody builds their, their fence. It's amazing. They're miles and miles and like a regular fence made out of rocks. So you could build a big rock fence and then you, instead of sheep, you could fill it with Shih Tzus. I like that. Isn't that a great That's, idea? I do. But you know what you'd have to do? You'd have to, no more hair appointments. You don't need any more highlights. Throw away the makeup. The shoes. The high heels. The high heels sure. would have to go. That's, although, you know what they could be used for to plant. You could oh, to it. poke the hole poke before. Poke the hole. I'm just, I'm oh, just well, trying to Oh, you can't do that with stilettos. The hole's not big enough. <laughs> I tried. You know? I tried. You tried that? Okay. So, but really, it was just, it was so you engaging. You need a pair of wellies. Wellies. Are, I don't those, know. Those are the boots that they wear. They're called wellies. Oh, are they? Yeah. I just saw a lot of people in the little caps and the little hats. And of course, I had to buy myself a little beanie. And it was funny. We walked in. My mom and I, we were in a group of people. We went into this little pub. Uh, I think it was on a Thursday night. And they were having what they call session which is a cup, one guy will start playing the fiddle, another guy shows up with a guitar, another one showed up with a squeeze box. And so we walk in and this, the guy playing the guitar, it was just the best music you've ever heard. And he goes, where are you ladies from? And I said, Connecticut. And he goes, where? And I'm like, this guy's not going to know Windsor, Connecticut. So I said, Windsor. He goes, not Old Weathersfield. He comes to Old Weathersfield. He has family in Old Weathersfield and he comes about amazing. once a year. That's amazing. It's such a small it world, is. right? So, so that was fun, and I got to do a little jig with nobody else would dance with the guy. So, of course, I did and danced around. How was around the food? Fantastic. That was one of what my was biggest. Your I'm so picky, right, when it comes to food, but it was fantastic. I mean, it's just regular food. It's it's Americanized. It's not. I thought it was going to be all like lamb stew and stuff like that, but no, it was shepherd's pie. It was pretty much a lot of chicken. Pretty much anything that you wanted. So the food was fantastic, and we walked and walked and walked and walked. Did you kiss? And, did you kiss the Blarney Stone? Uh, no. I, I saw that you did it. No, I didn't. I mean, I just had no desire. Plus, you know, everybody when I, you know, should I kiss kiss the Blarney Stone? And that was on social media, and like horror stories from people who've kissed it and got like, you know, sick, really, really sick, and other things. I won't even get into it. No, don't, so don't. why, you know, I've already got good luck. I'm already blessed. I don't, I don't need. 
whatever that Blarney Stone kiss would have given me. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. So, yeah, it was a fantastic trip and memories that will last a lifetime. And I took a good camera and got lots of pictures. That's fantastic. And, you know, it's a little challenging when you go on a bus, a coach bus, with a bunch of mainly women. Uh, retired women still that has its challenges a little bit because they have to sit in the same seat every day and you weren't supposed to sit in the same seat but you know what I'm like who cares let it go enjoy and let them if that's important to them let them have it so that's good it. yeah well welcome back thank you it's good to be back and another uh, great show another great show and we want to thank Mae Maloney for being on the program um, really an inspiration and I want to hear more about some of these programs. It sounds like maybe you and I should sign up. I know. I was thinking that, too. We'll have to contact you. In our spare time. In our spare time. In our spare time. We're we looking for something to do in our spare time. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> there you go. And we want to thank you. We wouldn't be here without you, our listeners, who tune into the show each and every Sunday morning right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.